0: hello and welcome back to the fantasy playmakers what's up guys in today's video i'm going to be going through some trade targets going into week four of the nfl season so these are players that i think you can buy low on and their price right now is probably gonna be as low as it's ever going to be. So this is kind of the time to capitalize on that. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be about these trade targets, it could be waiver wire pickups, you know, start sits, trade advice, any fantasy football related questions, drop them down below and I'll be responding to every single person. Let's just start off with the first by low player, and it is going to be Joe Mixon. And I do believe I talked about him in last week's by low video, but he is going to be on here again because he still has that monopoly over that backfield. He is getting basically every single touch. He is averaging 22.3 carries per game, which is just absurd. He has just gotten very unlucky in the touchdown department, and this isn't like a situation where Mixon gets all the work up until the goal line. And then they have a goal line back. He just really has been unlucky. In three games, he has 67 carries, eight targets, and only one total touchdown. And this is not an offense that does score a fair amount of points. So overall, this is just going to correct itself. And Mixon is going to have some massive games going forward. I still value him as a top 10 running back and you may be able to buy him as more of a very low RB1, potentially high-end RB2. So he's a guy that I was going out and targeting last week. I'm doing the same thing this week. You're just not gonna be able to find these true, true workhorse running backs that are gonna be as cheap as Joe Mixon. And I think his price is really just gonna skyrocket once he hits one of those massive games like he did in week one. And then the next player is going to be another running back and it's going to be Nick Chubb. He is a very touchdown dependent player. If you drafted him, you probably knew that. And if you didn't, you're now kind of figuring it out. And he's very touchdown dependent, because he has a very limited role in the receiving game. So he could be having a great game on the ground. You know, maybe he rushes for 100 yards, but if he's only getting one, two, zero receptions, if he doesn't get into the end zone, you know, you're looking at like a 10, 11, 12 point game, which is not something you're expecting out of a player who is likely your RB1. And he had a down week three, just because he did not get into the end zone only 8.4 points, but he actually had his season high in carries. He carried the ball 22 times, which is great to see because normally he's kind of in that like 13 to 17 range. You rarely see him get above 20 carries because you do have Kareem Hunt in that backfield. So if there was ever going to be a time to buy Nick Chubb, I think it would be now just because he did not score a touchdown in this game. And going forward, you know, I'm not really worried about him being touchdown dependent because he is the clear RB1, this is a great rushing attack, and he is just going to find success getting into the end zone for the rest of the season. But if you're trying to target Nick Chubb, you really have to push the Kareem Hunt narrative. You have to argue that Hunt is kind of taking away some of Chubb's touches, because Kareem Hunt had a massive week three, 27.5 PPR points, and I do think you're going to see him on my sell high video. But if you're trying to get Nick Chubb, you just have to put it into the owner's mind That you know, Hunt has a monopoly over that receiving work, even though he doesn't really. He just had one kind of huge receiving game this week. And from a long-term perspective, Nick Chubb is still going to be putting up monster games and should continue to finish as like a top ten running back at the end of the year. Now I'm going to talk about a wide receiver who is a very very high draft pick, but really just hasn't been living up to you know their overall ADP, and that is going to be Stephon Diggs. He was a player who was going you know back end of the first round early second round at the latest. He was probably the wide receiver three off the board behind Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. And in most people's rankings, you would Devontae Adams as the clear wide receiver one. And then there was kind of this next tier that contained Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs. And then it was like the DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridleys, those guys. But Diggs was a pretty locked in top three wide receiver. And don't get me wrong, he has not played bad at all, but he just hasn't lit it up He hasn't had any crazy games, you know, through the first three weeks of the season, he's averaging 14.7 PPR points, which like I mentioned is not bad, but it's definitely not where you were expecting. If you are a Stefan Diggs owner and you picked him as a late first, early second round selection, the most points he's had in a game is 16 PPR points, but I still think he is going to finish as a top tier wide receiver. You know, he's probably going to be finishing at around that top five range. And I think you should be looking to move him for overachieving wide receivers. And a few guys kind of come to mind. I'm thinking of guys like Chris Godwin and Adam Thielen. And don't get me wrong, I don't think you're gonna be able to, you know, straight up trade Chris Godwin for Stephon Diggs. But if you can do Godwin Plus, Thielen plus, these are guys who have scored touchdowns at a rate that is likely not sustainable. Stefan Diggs has underproduced in the touchdown department but I think that's going to correct throughout the season. So this is probably going to be one of the best opportunities to buy into Stephon Diggs. If you were someone who potentially went, you know, running back early and often, you went RB with your first two picks, your wide receivers are lacking a little bit. This is your opportunity to go out and get one of those top tier wide receivers in stefan Diggs, you're just going to need to put together a nice package you know containing one of these overachieving wide receivers and then another piece you know maybe a potential like borderline flex guy and see what you can do for stefan Diggs. the last two players i'm going to talk about here they're both going to be tight ends and the first one is going to be darren waller and i'm kind of just going to run through his first three weeks of the season so he had that monster week one 19 targets, which is insane. 10 receptions, 105 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. Then week two, five receptions for 65 yards. You know, nothing crazy there. You're not complaining, but it's not that crazy high ceiling and volume game you saw week one. Then week three, he goes out five receptions for 54 yards. And you know, these aren't terrible performances. It's over 10 PPR points, you know, week two and week three. You are just expecting a little bit more out of Darren Waller. And the reason he's on here as a buy low candidate is that it is just so difficult to trade for these top tier tight ends later in the season. Because I think a lot of people, they kind of get late in the season. Their draft overall went really well. And you're looking at your lineup, you've got these stacked running backs, your quarterbacks looking good. You've got some nice wide receivers, but the one kind of glaring hole in your lineup is that tight end position. You know, maybe you have a guy like Robert Tanyan, Do you want to trust that guy on a week to week basis? I personally don't even some of these other tight ends like Noah Fant and Kyle Pitts, these are guys that I like, but I mean, I don't feel 100% confident in my lineup and they're probably like a weak point in a lot of people's setups. So if you can go out and acquire a top tier tight end without just totally mortgaging the rest of your team, this is the opportunity to do it. You've got to buy that dip because later on in the season, if you're looking at your roster and the tight end position is not looking great, you're gonna to need to pay a ton to get a guy like Darren Waller, because it's very likely he goes out week four, 100 yards and a touchdown, and then he's elevated like right back up, pretty close to that Travis Kelsey tier. So this is definitely an opportune time to buy into Waller. And then the next tight end is going to be TJ Hawkinson. And you know, a lot of the reasoning is pretty similar to Waller. The same things that I mentioned about how it's hard to trade for these top tier tight ends. I think, you know, when we're looking later in the season, Hawkinson is going to be one of those guys and it's just not going to be easy to trade for someone like that So if you're looking at your roster right now and tight end is a weak point These are players you should be looking at TJ Hawkinson went out the first two weeks of the season put together monster games week one eight receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown week two eight receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown and then week three he just lays a total clunker two receptions for 10 yards but games like this can happen to tight ends Basically, unless you're Travis Kelsey, guys are just gonna have down games. And it was just one of those game scripts for the Lions where they actually held it pretty close with the Ravens. So they were running the ball a lot. You know, there was some uncharacteristic high usage for the wide receivers. That's not something that I think is gonna carry on. You know, for weeks, I think Hawkinson is going to be able to rebound very quickly. And so he's someone that I'm gonna be buying in on if, you know, the owner's kind of panicking on that low week three performance. So those are five players that I'm gonna be buying low on going into week four. I just think their value is gonna continue to rise after they're down week three performances. Do you think it's a good idea to be trading for these guys or are you kind of gonna hold off? If you guys enjoyed the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I would really appreciate it. Let me know your thoughts down below and then make sure you guys stay tuned. I'm gonna be posting some sell high players a little bit later on today. I already have my waiver wire video up, so go check that out. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.